The Sechtis Baba Kama, Daf Kuf Tezayin, six lines on the top of Daf Kuf Tezayin, and the Gemara quotes from the Mishnah on Daf Kuf Tezayin, which stated that if Ruben is walking with his barrel of wine, and Shimon is walking with his jug of honey, and Shimon's jug of honey breaks, and he's in danger of losing his honey, which is more expensive than wine, and Ruben, on his own accord, pours out his own wine and saves Shimon's honey, then Shimon only has to pay Ruben the standard fee of what a jug would cost, and the value of the work that Ruben did to save the honey of Shimon. However, the Mishnah continues. If Reuven specifically tells Shimon, I will save your honey if you pay me, then Shimon is chayv to pay Reuven his fee, as well as the cost of the wine that Reuven lost. And we already discussed that the Gemara Daf Pei Vav Menalev and on Daf Kuf Yudalim and Beis brought ten takonais that were instituted by Yeshua when Klai Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael. And as the Gemara stated, I'll be asking Hinchul Yeshua as Haaretz L'Bnei Yisrael. And Rabbi Shmuel Bnei Shur Rabbi Chaim added in another three takonais, and one of those takonais seems to be that he's arguing on our Mishnah, and the Rabbi explains that in our Mishnah is chilek on that member of Rabbi Shmuel. However, Ayin Tesis on Daftun Ches, who states that our Mishnah is discussing a different scenario than the Tanai Bezid of Rabbi Shmuel, and is not chilek on Rabbi Shmuel, Ayin Shom. And our Gemara begins, Let Shimon say, I was joking with you. I really only agreed because I had no choice, but certainly I didn't really mean to agree to pay for all of your wine. And the Gemara continues, that How do we know that this is of Mishatani Because Milay Tanya, didn't we learn a Brisa? And have we learned in the Brisa that if Ruvi escapes from prison and is running away, and it was a river that he needed to cross, and he sees a ferry, and he offers the captain a dina, which is a lot more than the standard fee, in order to immediately take him to the other side, then Ruvi can subsequently tell the captain, and will only have to pay the standard fee and not a full dina. And therefore, why can't Shimon tell Ruvain that I was? joking, and therefore Shimon would only be responsible to pay for the standard fees and not for all of Ruben's wine. And the Gemara answers, And the Gemara explains that our Mishnah is similar to the Sefer of this price, so which states that if Ruben tells the captain that I'm giving you this dina for your schar, then Ruben has to give the dina to the captain, and Mishnah Reisha, Mishnah Sefer, was the difference between the Reisha and the Sefer, and the Gemara tells us, and the Amalei that the safe is discussing a case where the captain was a fisherman and he was busy with his nets and traps and Ruby tells the fisherman to stop doing what he's doing and instead to ferry him across the river and since in this case Ruben specifically asked the captain to lose out on his profits so Ruben is chayv to pay the full dinar and similarly in our Mishnah Ruben tells Shimon that I will lose out and pour out all of my wine in order to save your honey and Shimon agrees so Shimon is chayv to pay for the full value of the wine and as Rashi says nami where the captain isn't losing any money, then the captain cannot receive a higher fear than his usual fear, and Reuben will claim and there is even a potential issue of a na. And the Gemara now continues and quotes for the next din of our Mishnah on Davkuf Tesvavu and Beis, and the Mishnah stated Shatuf Na Chamerei, or as August is Shatuf Na Chol Chamerei v'Chamar Chaverei, Shaloyafamana v'Chulu. If a river overflows and causes Reuben and Shimon's donkeys to be in danger, and Reuben's donkey is worth a hundred dollars and Shimon's donkey is worth two hundred dollars. So if Reuben saves Shimon's donkey, then Reuben would only receive a fee. But if Reuben specifically says to Shimon, I will not save my own chamar in order that I will be able to save your chamar, and Reuben specifically tells Shimon that you will have to pay me, then Shimon would be responsible to pay for the schar of Reuben, as well as for the value of Reuben's donkey. And the Gemara starts and says, that even though the Rish of the Mishnah that discusses the case of Yain and Vash seems to be exactly the same din of the Sefer regarding the donkeys, there is a need for the Mishnah to discuss both cases. And as the Gemara explains, 
explains the Ashmina Kamaisa, Hasim the Khipirish, Yavle de Mekule, and Mishum de Bidayim Kamafsid, Aval Hakhdur Mela, Nema in Loyalaskari, Vashmina Sefa, Hakhur de Bistoma in Loyalaskari, Mishum de Mela, Aval Hasim de Bidayim, Ema, Philobistoma, Yavle de Mekula, and therefore Tricha, and the Gemara explained that if the Mishnah would only discuss the case of the wine and honey, so one may think that it's only in that scenario where Ruben specifies that he will pour out his wine in order to save Shimon's honey, that Shimon will be Chayiv since Reuven went and actually did a Maisi by pouring out his own wine, but in the case of the donkey, where Reuven didn't take any action and just didn't save his own donkey, so maybe Shimon would still not have to pay for Reuven's donkey and only will have to pay a fee to Reuven. And if the Mishnah only taught us the case of the donkeys and the case of the Sefer, so one may have thought that it's only in that case that if Reuven didn't specify and just save Shimon's donkey, then Shimon only pays Shari since Reuven didn't take any action to harm his own donkey. However, in the case of Yayin and Vash, where Reuven actually destroyed his own wine, be so maybe Shimon will be responsible to pay Reuven even for the value of his wine, even if Reuven didn't specifically make this clear and it was only Bistama, Kamash one, then in both scenarios, Shimon is only Chayiv when Reuven specified and made this clear, but if it was Stama, then in either case, Shimon will only be Chayiv to pay the Meishcharai. And the Gemara continues, If Reuven specified that he will not focus on saving his own Chamar, and Reuven actually saves the Chamar of Shimon, but ultimately, the Chamar of Reuven doesn't get swept out to sea, and Reuven is able to retain his own Chamar as well, would we say that Shimon still has to pay for the Chamar of Reuven, as at the moment that Reuven told Shimon that I will not focus on my Chamar, so Reuven was Mafke's Chamar, and was this if Reuven incurred the loss, and Shimon is immediately hired to pay Reuven for the loss of his Chamar, and then when Reuven is able to retain his own Chamar, it is as if he is in this Chamar from Hefka, or do we say that ultimately Reuven didn't incur a loss, and we therefore can't be Mechaev Shimon to pay Reuven for his Chamar, that he didn't ultimately lose. And the Gemara tells us, and Rav responds to Rav Kahana that Hashem had Rachmanus and Ruvain and Mazloi Garim, and Shimon still has to pay Ruvain for the value of Ruvain's Chamar. And the Gemara brings this story, And we had a similar story where Rav Safra joined a caravan, and a line was traveling amongst the caravan, and this lion was serving as protection and it was making sure that the animals of the caravan were not going to be eaten by wild animals and also protecting them from listim and in order to keep the lion happy every night each member of the caravan took turns to feed the lion one of their donkeys and when it was Rav Safra's turn he gave his donkey to the lion and Lemaisa the lion didn't eat the donkey and Rav Safra took his donkey back before anyone else was able to acquire his donkey from Hefka and was considered as if he already had his turn since he was already mafkir his donkey even though Ultimately, his donkey wasn't eaten by a lion, even though Rav Safra got his donkey back. Therefore, in our case as well, since Reuven decided that he will give up his chamar, it's considered as if he lost the chamar, and therefore Shimon's chayiv to pay him back for his chamar. And the Gemara continues, That why was it necessary for Rav Safra to quickly go and be clean his chamar from Hefka, if certainly Rav Safra only meant to be mafkis chamar, to Dari, but certainly he wasn't Mafkis Hamar to the rest of the group. And the Gemara tells us, Omalei, Rav Safra, Rav Chedemilsu, Dabed, Ravina responded that in the Hanami, Rav Safra really wasn't required to reacquire his Hamar, and he only did so in order that none of the other members of the caravan should have any potential claims against him. And Ayin Tezrid, who points out that certainly in the case of our Mishnah, where the Hamar of Ruven was in actual danger, so certainly it's considered completely Hefka, and Ruven would have to reacquire the Hamar. However, in the case of Rav Safra, where if Dari wasn't hungry, then the Hamar 
wasn't in danger. So in this case, the Gemara feels there was no actual need for Rav Safra to reacquire his Chama as he was only mafkid for Dari and not Lekuli Alma. And as the Tesisrit states, She calls man, She loy bo hari alav, Bishus bailavu, ayin sham. And the Gemara continues, Boyimine Rabbi, Rabbi, Yor lahatzav loy hitzel ma'u, Rabbi asked Rabbi, What would be the din if Ruben tried to save the donkey of Shimon and ultimately he wasn't successful? Would we still require Shimon to pay for the loss of Ruben's donkey? And the Gemara tells us, Amaloy, and Rebbe responded to Rav that this is an excellent question, but I paskin that Ruben would only receive his fee and would not be paid for the loss of his chabar since Ruben didn't perform and didn't complete the shlichus. And Rav asked Rebbe from Abraisa, if Ruben hired Shimon as his worker and Ruben promised Shimon a wage that was more than a standard fee as a shliach, and as Tais points out, that Ruben couldn't claim Meshatani as for example, Shimon gave up another opportunity in order to take on this shlichus, and therefore, as we said before, you can't tie him and we continue on Dafkov Tazayin on Rebbe's, and the shlichus that Ruben hired Shimon for was Lahavi Kruv Vidarmaskin Lachayla Vahalchem Matza Shemais Oishahevri Naisleiskarim Mishalim. Ruben hired Shimon to travel to bring cabbage or cooked herbs or prunes or plums to a sick person, and by the time Shimon got there, the Chayla already died or the Chayla got better. So even though Shimon didn't ultimately perform his shlichus as his services weren't needed, Ruben still has to pay the full wages to Shimon. And even though Shimon's wages were much higher than a normal wage, still Reuven was hired to pay that to Shimon. And Luchayu, why would Rebbe Paskin, Reuven ultimately didn't save Shimon's chamar, that Shimon is not chayiv to pay Reuven for the loss of Reuven's chamar? And the Gemara answers, Amalei, mi dami, hasim And Rebbe responds to Rav, that in the case of the Chayla, Shimon's job was to travel and bring the medication to the Chayla, and to perform the shlichus, and it's irrelevant that the medicine was not needed. However, in the case of the chamar, the entire shlichus was for Reuven to save Shimon's chamar, and ultimately Reuven did not save the chamar of Shimon, and Reuven doesn't just get paid for his efforts and is only expected to get paid for the results. The Gemara now continues, Taner Abanam, we learned to the Braisa, Shiyara Shaisa Malachas Ba Midbar, Va'amala Gaius Latarfa, Chashvin Lafim Mammon, Ve'im Chashvin Lafim Fashas. If a bunch of people were traveling together in a caravan in a desert, and bandits attacked, and they want to take all their money, and instead they convinced the bandits to only make a pshara and take some of the money. So when deciding how to split the loss and who should cover the course of the settlement and how much should each of the people that are traveling together in this caravan pay, so we calculate each person's share based on the proportion of money that they had on this trip and we don't base each party's responsibility based on the number of people. So for example, if there were five people on a trip and Reuven had $600, Shimon had $500, Levi had $400, Yehuda had $300, and Yisach had $200, the bandits made a pshara and agreed to only take $1,000 which is half of the amount that these people had on their trip and then they allowed this group to continue on their way. So we don't say that since there are five people, so each person has to pay 20% and each one loses $200 but instead, Ruben will pay $300, Shimon will pay $250, Levi will pay $200, Yehuda will pay $150 and Yisachar would lose only $100. And the Gemara continues, And if prior to going on this trip, the people that were part of the caravan decided to hire a guide that would actually guide it on its way and make sure they were going on a safe route and make sure they avoid areas where there are bandits that would steal their money and also to avoid areas where there are wild animals that would potentially kill them. And in this case, there was an element of sakonis of fashes as well as the potential that they would lose money. And when calculating how much each member should contribute to the cost of the guide, not only will we take into account the amount of money that each person that's going in the caravan has, but we'll also take into account the number of people that joined the caravan and therefore 50% of the fee of the guide would be based 
on the number of people that joined the caravan, and 50% of the fee of the guide would be based on the amount of money that each person had with them on this trip. And the Gemara tells us, and they shouldn't go against the minig of donkey drivers that travel together. And as Rashi says, if the minig is to calculate all based on the fashas, then they could do so. And if the minig is to base the entire fee of the travel guide on the amount of money that each one is carrying, then they could do so as well. And the Gemara continues, However, Bryce teaches us that if there are a bunch of donkey drivers that get together and form a caravan and they're traveling together, and if all of them agree and they make it tonight, and whoever loses their donkey, the rest of the group will replace his donkey. Then, certainly, since they agreed to this arrangement, then if one of the people lose their donkey, then we could force the rest of the members of this group to pay for his loss and to buy him another donkey. However, the Bryce teaches us if Ruben lost his donkey based on his own negligence, they wouldn't have to replace his chamar, but if it wasn't through the Pshia of Ruvain, then they would have to replace his donkey. And if Ruvain tells the group that instead of giving me a donkey, I want to receive the cash equivalent, then they wouldn't need to do so, and they only have to give him a donkey. As when Ruvain has a chamar, then he has a financial interest to guard his own donkey together with the rest of the group, but if he had money, then he has no skin in the game, and he won't join together with the group to guard the rest of the donkeys, as Ruvain may never buy another donkey. And the Gemara is Pshita, that certainly the group should not have to give Ruvain money, and the Gemara explains, that we are dealing with a scenario that Reuben still had another Chamar that was traveling with them, and one may think that since he has to watch his remaining Chamar, so he has skin in the game, as Rashi says, the Reuben can even claim that he'll be able to even do a better job in watching everyone else's Chamarim, since he only has one Chamar and will be more focused, and he should be able to demand money instead of replace Chamar, that Reuben will certainly be more involved in guarding all the donkeys if he has two donkeys and not only one as certainly he has more skin in the game and his financial interest is much greater and therefore he'll be much more careful when guarding his own Chamarim as well as guarding the rest of the Chamarim as well and Gemara continues with a similar b'raisa Tanarabanan Svina Shoisim Alechaz Biyam Amin Allah Nachshul Teva Ve'kilu Masa Mechashul Lefim Masai Ve'im Mechashul Lefim Amin Ve'lo Yishanam Minik HaSafanim the b'raisa teaches us if a ship is traveling to the sea and a large wave and storm is threatening the ship and the passengers realize that in order to save the ship they have to throw some of the packages overboard and meanwhile Ruvain who had a thousand pounds of gold on the ship threw off the ship a thousand pounds of gold so the Gemara teaches us that Ruvain can't claim to Shimon who has packages which are full of iron that my gold is worth more than your iron and since I already threw off a thousand pounds of gold you have to throw off two thousand pounds of iron Shimon only has to throw off another thousand pounds of iron we base Shimon's loss on the actual weight of his packages and not based on the value of his packages. And Mephoshim specifically explained that we're talking about a case where Reuven went and proceeded to throw his gold overboard before they actually made a cheshman together with Shimon. The Maisef, prior to Reuven throwing his thousand pounds of gold overboard, he could really make a cheshman with Shimon and he could tell Shimon, you should throw more iron overboard and I will pay you and give you some of my gold. And of course, that would be better off for Reuven. In that situation, Reuven can actually force Shimon to make this deal with him as the Maisef, Shimon is not losing anything by making this deal. The Bryce had then stated that if the minig is to calculate in any other fashion, then we will follow the minig of these sailors. And the Bryce continues in a similar fashion as the prior Bryce. And if there are a few ships sailing together, then they can all decide to stipulate that if any ship capsizes, and all of the rest of the ships will chip in and buy another ship for that group. And the Bryce states, However, however, 
Sfinus Hochen, Imamidim, Gaisa once again tells us that if the ship was lost through negligence, then we wouldn't replace the ship. However, if the ship was not lost with negligence and with Shalevipshia, then they would have to replace it. And the Gaisa tells us that if the ship went into a dangerous area and the ship was lost, then the other ships don't have to replace the ship. And the Gemara is Pshita that this last case seems to be Pashit, as since we already stated of the Lebechusia, Imamidim, that we already know that if the ship is lost based on negligence, then we don't have a Chia to replace the ship. And therefore, what is the Gemara adding? And the Gemara answers, Leitzricha, that the Chiddush of this last case is, the Benissim Machiki Chad Ashla over Tishrei Machiki Trei Ashli, the Ka'azli Biyaminisa Lemakim Tishrei, and Maru Tema Davshi Nakad Ba'azal Kamash Blan, that as we know in Nisan, after the winter months, the sea has more water, and the water level is higher, so the ships can travel closer to the coast, while in Tishrei, which is after the summer, the water level is much lower. Therefore, boats have to travel much further away from the shoreline. The Gemara's Loshin is Chad Ashla and Trey Ashli, meaning one rope length away from the shore or two rope lengths away from the shore. In the case of the Bryson was where the ship was traveling during Nisan where the water was much higher and much stronger and instead of staying closer to the shore, the ship traveled in an area that is generally only traveled in during Tishrei and because the ship was further into the sea and the water was much stronger, it caused the boat to be damaged. So one may have thought that the captain of the ship can claim that I wasn't Peshea since it's normal for me to travel there in Tishrei. Kamash one, they still consider Peshea and he will not be reimbursed for his damaged ship as he should have realized that there's a difference between the months of Tishrei and the months of Nisan. The Gemara continues, If Reuben is traveling with a caravan and bandits come and try to rob from them and Reuben goes and wards them off and either saves all the group's items and money or some of the group's merchandise and money even though Reuben was the one who warded off all of the bandits and he was the one who saved all of this merchandise. However, all the people in the caravan will benefit and they will keep all of their own merchandise and all of their own money. However, the Bryson continues, if prior to fighting with these bandits, Reuven states that I will fight with the bandits, but I intend to keep all of the merchandise and all of the money that I saved, then Reuven would have a right to all of the merchandise and all of the money that he saved and the rest of the owners would lose their rights. And the Gemara is, hey, Chidami, what are you referring to? If the Bryce is talking about a case where any of the members of the caravan could have saved these items, then even in the Sefer, they should still have rights to their property as they were in Miayish, and it's not considered Hefka. And if only Reuven could have saved this merchandise and the money, none of the other members of this caravan could have saved the merchandise or the money, then they were all Mafkar and the Chasim, and therefore Reuven should be able to keep all the items that the others were Miayish from as everything was considered Hefka. And the Gemara brings three ways to understand the Brysa as Amrani Bachama, and Omar then Polig Loy Omar Loy Polig. So Rabbi Bacham explains that the Bryce is discussing a specific case where Reuben and Shimon own these items Bishutris, and we hold that a Shutif can break a partnership even without the consent of his partner. So certainly in a case where Reuben saved all of their merchandise, then certainly Reuben and Shimon will now split their money as they're both partners. However, the case of the Bryce was where Reuben saved only fifty percent of the merchandise, and therefore the Allah is if Reuben didn't previously say anything, then Mestama, he is saving it both for himself and for his Shutuf, and the Shutuf still owns these items together with Reuven, and therefore, since Reuven was only able to save 50% of the merchandise, so 25% belongs to Reuven, and 25% belongs to Shimon. However, if Reuven specified that I'm breaking the partnership, and I'm only saving these items on my behalf, then if Reuven saved 50% of this merchandise, then he would keep the full 50% of this merchandise, since he already broke the partnership. And the Gemara continues with the second shot in the Bryce, so as 
case of the Bryce was where Reuven who saved his item was actually a worker that worked for all the members of the caravan therefore if Reuven just saves all the items then certainly he's doing his job and all the items belong to the original owners however if he specifies that I'm saving these items for myself then he really is resigning from his job and we hold like Rav that a pearl that is paid on an hourly basis can't even resign in the middle of the day and therefore this pearl has now stated his intent that he's working for himself and since he saved these items and the owners were Mayayish so he's claiming these items from Hefka and he can keep these items and as Rav continues and explains the Kamkoi Hoda Kibushu say the Balabayas Dami and whether Vichy Hoda Bey Taimachrinahu Dixiv Kili Bnei Sol Avodim Avodahim Vole Avodim Avodim and as we explained that if Reuven continues as this group's joint employee then whatever he saves and acquires belongs to the group as even if they were Miyayish Lemaisi he was their worker and therefore he once again was kinder for them however if Reuven specifies that I'm saving these items I'm saving this merchandise on my behalf then since we know that a pearl is allowed to resign in the middle of the day and at any time because the Pasuk and Baha'i tells us that Klai Yisrael became Avadim to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they are only my Avadim and they can't be Avadim to Avadim therefore the pearl has a right to resign and once he resigns he can be kind of merchandise for himself and finally the Gemara brings a third shot in this Bryser Rabbi Ashi Amak the scenario of the Brysa is where Reuven was able to save these items but only and only through a great difficulty so if Reuven announced that even though it's very difficult for me to save these items but I will still save them and I will keep them for myself so if none of the other members complain then it shows that they found it too difficult to save these items and they were Mayayish and therefore Reuven could keep all the items however if he didn't say anything then it's considered that he saved these items on behalf of the group and they had no reason to be Mi'ayish as they saw that Reuven went to try to save these items and therefore in that case Reuven has no greater rights than any of the other members of the caravan therefore for any merchandise or any money that Reuven is able to save the members of the caravan that originally owned that item would keep that item and we will stop over here